Hi, and welcome to episode four of Every Day is Groundhog Day, except for the days when it's not. I'm your host, Michael. Hope you all enjoyed learning about Sylvia the Apex Armadillo last week. This week, we're back to groundhogs again. Today, we're talking about Gertie the Groundhog. Gertie has been providing winter forecasts on February 2nd since 1993, seemingly coincidentally the same year that the movie Groundhog Day came out. Gertie resides at the Wildlife Prairie Park in Hannah City, Illinois. If Gertie sees her shadow on Groundhog Day, just like Punxsutawney Phil or Woodstock Willie, the other prominent groundhog from Illinois that we talked about a few episodes back, then that means there will be six more weeks of winter. If not, there will be an early spring. What follows here is an interview with Bryant Brumble, one of Gertie's caretakers. Enjoy. I am here today with Bryant Brumble. He is one of Gertie the Groundhog's caretakers at Wildlife Prairie Park in Hannah City, Illinois. Gertie the Groundhog is a groundhog that has been providing a forecast on Groundhog Day since I believe the early 90s. Yeah, 1993 was the first year for us. Welcome, Bryant. Thanks for joining me here today. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. So I've been collecting information on groundhogs and Groundhog Day forecasters for the last couple of years. And I learned about Gertie maybe two or three years ago, but Gertie actually has a pretty long history. I mean, you have the some of the really old ones like Punxsutawney Phil, but then you have a number of ones that started in the 80s or, or 90s. And it looks like Gertie has provided predictions pretty much nonstop. Maybe, maybe there was one year where I didn't have a forecast listed, but I guess- Yeah, I think I mean, there was one year where she called out sick. Okay. And do you know if that was because of like snow or? I don't know. I've only, I've only been here at the park for a couple of years now. And so that was, you know, quite a, quite a while before my time. But yeah, I'm looking at kind of our little chart of success versus uh, incorrect predictions from 93 to 2001. And it looks like she missed the one in 2003. I guess, yeah, maybe to start, could you talk a little bit about Gertie and the ceremony and what all happens on Groundhog Day? Sure. Yeah. I mean, as you know, Groundhog Day is very serious business, kind of determines whether who's going to win the Super Bowl, how long the winter is going to last, like a lot of responsibility to put on uh, on one rodent. Or Tony, I'm the mayor of Hannah City. Today we're out here to official to do the official Gertie the Groundhog Procrastination Proclamation for the Wildlife Prairie Park, Hannah City, Illinois. Let it be known that the Gertie Groundhog, the greatest groundhog of the Midwest, and inhabitant of Wildlife Prairie Park, after 30 years of weather predictions, has a higher accuracy than that of the other furry forecasters. That be excuse me, my lips are cold. <laughs> that may be known throughout the land. Weighing in with the accuracy proclamation of 18 out of 29 Groundhog Day predictions, with one sick day thrown in there, we know that her proclamations for winter will end. Whereas on this day, the second day of February in the year of 2023, let it be known that Gertie has indeed seen her shadow. Therefore, be resolved that I, Anthony, Frixell, the mayor of Hannah City, do proclaim that Gertie the Groundhog has predicted and officially declared that there will be six more weeks of winter. Hold on. Getting ahead of yourself. In addition, 
Gertie has indeed, and included her prediction that Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles will win the Super Bowl. But we have been doing the whole Groundhog's Day prediction thing, like we mentioned earlier, since the 90s. Here at the park, we, of course, have Gertie, our kind of ambassador animal groundhog that um, is the one that kind of does the whole prognostication thing. But we also have, you know, a variety of native animals. So our ambassador groundhog is kind of like one of our many animals in our zoo's collection. But it's been kind of a nice tradition here for a number of years. And you may get to this later on in your questions also, but one of the kind of fun things about Gertie is that her success ratio is actually higher than Phil's. So we, we like to broadcast that every year as well. That's great. <laughs> so about that, does Gertie predict the weather? Like, does she have a specific area that she's predicting? Like, is it for Illinois? Is it for like a specific region or is it nationwide? <laughs> yeah, that so that's an interesting question because like, how do you decide whether or not you were right? You know, like uh, if you have maybe an early spring on one half of the country versus the other or I think we pretty much base our predictions based on what Gertie is seeing right so maybe probably most applicable to the uh, Midwest region over here okay yeah I would I would say probably more localized you said that the tradition began in 1993. Now, that also happens to be the year that the movie Groundhog Day came out. Do you know if there is any association with that? Is it is it just coincidence or? But yeah, I, I think it was just coincidence. You know, that fun fact was shared with me as well by um, the rest of our staff here. But I don't believe it was in response to the Groundhog Day movie that they started doing it. It was just a um, happenstance kind of thing. Okay, yeah, because I, I actually looked it up and I was like... Would the movie have even been out? And it looks like it came out on February 12th. So it certainly would have been in the news. Right. People would have known it was coming, but... Yeah, know, maybe no, your groundhogs were just in vogue yep. <laughs> then. In that year. So Gertie has been predicting since 1993. That's a pretty long time. I have to assume right. <laughs> that there have been multiple Gerties or or has there only officially been one? I know that some of the official groundhogs like stick to their lore pretty heavily that it's been like the same one <laughs> since the 1800s. We definitely have had multiple Gerties over the years. Groundhogs tend to live around six to about 14. So, you know, it'd be a pretty, pretty long lived groundhog to be alive <laughs> since, the, since 93. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's been multiple ones over the years here. I know that the, the lore of Punxsutawney Phil is that he gets some sort of elixir every summer and it gives him seven more years of life. I didn't know if Gertie had something similar. So there have been multiple. <laughs> uh -oh. So does Gertie have another name or is it always Gertie? Like wh whichever groundhog is going to be the predictor gets the name Gertie or, so, or is there like a, I a, think there a has been name. multiple, multiple groundhogs named Gertie, but we currently have three, okay. one that is Gertie and then also two named Hansel and Gretel. And okay. So we're, our kind of thought is that they'll be like Hansel Gertie, Gretel Gertie, <laughs> Gertie Gertie, you know, um, gotcha. more of like a blast name kind of thing. So I'm sure it, varies year to year and depending on what day of the week the holiday falls on but what would you say at like roughly how many people show up yeah so 
It depends on the year. Like you said, the, the first year that I did it was kind of like coming off of COVID. And so we were still trying to minimize the amount that people were coming out and being in each other's presence and stuff. So that year we had the news and we kind of like did it on Facebook Live so that people could watch it from home. And there were a few people that showed up regardless, but that was a pretty small crowd that year. The following year we had, I'd say like 30, 40 people or so. But like I said, it, it's been kind of a big community event in the past. And so my first experience with it was kind of post-COVID when everything was kind of diminished a little bit. But I expect we'll have a good number of people out. Another thing that influences how many people come out is really the weather, because we've had groundhog days in the past where it's been several inches of snow. And so it's kind of like, you know, the, the roads aren't super safe to get out there in the morning. But we definitely have some dedicated folks that come out every year. So When Gertie predicts a long winter, what kind of weather are we talking about? Like how, how cold are we talking or how, uh, how warm are we possibly talking if it's in early spring? Like what determines whether or not it's going to be six more weeks versus in early spring, of course, as you know, is the shadow, right? Right. And so it's really not so much the temperature that, at least for me, in terms of interpreting Gertie, <laughs> um, as it is a cloud. So like if it's sunny out, then she uh, like will see her shadow quote, quote. And if it's, if it's not sunny out, then she won't. So, you know, the, the actual temperature is not as important in terms of uh, her seeing it, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So Wildlife Prairie Park, this is a zoo, right? So how many animals would you say you have there? I know you said you have you have three groundhogs, right? In the possible prognosticating the pro um, the prognosticator pool. Right. Um, the, so yeah, we we are a zoo. We're focused more on on midwestern species, and so you know we we say we're a, a little bit less uh, tigers and penguins and more like bobcats and salamanders, right? It's stuff that is native to kind of the midwestern woods and and, and habitats around here, and so groundhogs certainly fit within that kind of scope that we operate in. But we have, you know, wolves, cougars, bears. Personally, I'm more in the uh, reptiles and amphibians side of things. We've all got all kinds of, you know, rat snakes and pond sliders and things. Overall, total number of animals at the park, I can actually check real quick. We also have bison and things. And so total number of species, I would say, is probably around like 70-something. But number of individuals, is going to be a lot higher than that. But yes, we are a zoo. So our prognosticator is one of our zoo collection animals. And is it like, are the animals, some of the animals, are they like rescue animals or ones that can't be released into the wild? Or is that, yeah. is there a mix? There, there's a mix. It, it depends on the type of animal, really. Some things, really the only way you can have them is if they're not releasable, right? You know, many birds of prey, like you kind of, like you don't own bald eagles ever. You're kind of like lended them from the conservation groups versus like, you know, stuff that like corn snakes or something like that that's bred in captivity in the common pet like we won't necessarily always get those from non-releasable rehab stories, but I would say it's a mix out here. All right. So we talked a little bit about the ceremony and the crowds. What else is involved? I know that Gertie actually has her own like theme song, right? Could you talk a little bit about that? Song? Yeah. So Gertie has kind of a theme song by a local artist. So I just wanted to hop in here real quick and note that the artist who sings Wake Up Gertie is named Barry Cloyd. The Gertie song, Wake Up Gertie, is kind of tradition here. He, you know, he comes out every year to do that. And um, it's kind of like a sing-along thing where he does this the first time and has everybody contribute after. Oh, wake up, Gertie, wake up, when the out to play. Wake up, Gertie, wake up, let's send winter on its way. Let's send winter on its way. Let's send winter on its way. 
I think that he was not able to come on, like I said, that first year that I did this during COVID. He was out last year to do his rendition to, to hype the crowd a little bit, I guess, right. before um, the uh, actual, she's lifted up out of her little contraption. We have a thing that raises up a plexi box that's got her in it. Yeah, I think I, um, I think I've seen that. So do you know if Gertie is hibernating currently? Is um, it- so yeah, that, that was kind of one of the things I was going to mention when you asked what else was involved. So one of the things we, as her animal keeper, have to be thinking about is that kind of the month before the Groundhog's Day prediction going into it, the, the natural history of these animals makes them slow down, right? They they kind of build up a lot of extra fat to, to make it through the wintertime and kind of go dormant for the most part. And so we have to be thinking about kind of slowly acclimating her to waking up again, if we're bringing her in ahead of her prognostication, or, you know, be aware that she's not going to be super alert, right? If we just kind of like bring her out while she's still knocked out, she's certainly not going to see her shadow if her eyes are closed. And so typically, we, we kind of bring her in to start uh, warming her up slowly earlier than that by a month or so. Okay, that makes sense. Don't know. Like put her through too much, right? You know, change in temperature all at once, right? Right. So, does she live? Is she outside? Is she in some sort of like climate controlled area? So, typically during the winter time or during the whole year, she lives outside in her enclosure. Okay. She lives with a fox squirrel named Sandy. And when we're bringing her in to start warming her up for that event, we bring her into a temperature controlled inside area to kind of slowly start raising that up. Are there any rivalries with any of the other <laughs> prognosticators? I know. I know yeah. some, of, some of them do have them. Yeah, so we, we I don't know if the rivalry is the right word, but we do kind of compare every year what we said versus what Phil said, of course, the, the most famous. And so I actually have the stats on it. So uh, Groundhog's Day has been publicly celebrated since uh, 1886 with Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Um, and of course, uh, Punxsutawney Phil. And as we mentioned earlier in the recording, Wildlife Prairie Park has been doing it since 1993. And so Gertie has been around 65-ish percent during that time since the early 90s, whereas Phil has been around 48% correct over that time. So I know that Phil's record goes back further than that. But uh, during the time that Gertie's been predicting, she has actually had a higher success rate. Wow, there you go. That's pretty impressive. You got to trust your local weathermen over your national ones, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I guess that's true. There's a number of prognosticators in Illinois. Are you aware of Woodstock, Willie? Is that is Woodstock, where is that in relation to you? Do you know? Like, is it? Uh, I, I'm not close? familiar with Woodstock, Willie. So I, I think, let me just do, do a quick Google here. So Woodstock is the city where the movie was actually filmed. So interesting. Yeah. So they have like, they do a pretty big celebration. So I was just wondering if, if there was any. More yeah, I'd be local... curious to know what our stats are compared to. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to. We'll have to try and look into that. There, there's got to right, so, be like a, a graduate student project there somewhere comparing the effectiveness of local versus national groundhog predictions. Yeah, definitely uh, <laughs> something 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 to work on. So yeah, I was I was starting to ask. So you have you have the live music. You have you know that song "Wake Up Gertie." Right. Are yep. there any other activities? Is there any food, hot chocolate, anything like that? So we've had hot chocolate in the past. Another thing that we've done is kind of promoting on our social media for people to align with either the team shadow or team no shadow, whether or not they want to see an early spring or not. And then we have also had kind of like groundhog themed craft and that kind of thing in the past. And then I was going to mention this isn't really a great data point on my part because I incorrectly predicted last year, but Gertie also does the Super Bowl prediction. 
prediction. So unfortunately, last year, she both predicted six more weeks of winter and an Eagles win, which did not pan out. But yeah, I would say the, the Super Bowl prediction is another part of the Groundhog festivities here that we hadn't mentioned yet. Right. Yeah, I think you touched on that. And I was going to get back to that. Does Groundhog Day always occur before the Super Bowl? Not always, right? Like sometimes. I'm not sure that it always does. I yeah. think it's kind of a, you take you take the prediction when it presents itself, but it's gotcha. always available. Gotcha. I'm not sure what, what her success rate is on that here. <laughs> but we got to crunch those numbers. That's pretty much everything I have. Is there anything else you wanted to mention that we haven't touched on? You know, I'm not sure when you're planning on kind of releasing this podcast, but if it's before Groundhog Day this year, we will be live streaming on our Facebook page like usual. So if you're interested in tune in to see what our local Groundhog has to say, you know, we'll be here on that morning. So that is a uh, good thing to know. So I will definitely check it out. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for talking to me. Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. And that's the interview. Thanks again to Bryant Brumble for taking the time to discuss Gertie with me. Over at CountdownToGroundhogDay.com, our art contest is still going on. We've got one entry as of this recording. We just need one more for it to be an actual contest. You can submit entries for the contest until January 23rd. The link to the contest is in the show notes. Our list of public Groundhog Day ceremonies for 2024 is now at over 40. Reminder that if you go to one of these events, we'd love to hear about it. A link to the list is in the show notes. And that's it for today. Music for the show was written by The Astonishing, Breakmaster Cylinder. Show artwork is by Tom Mike Hill. Transcripts are provided by Aveline Malik at thewordery.com. If you want to learn more about Groundhog Day, visit countdown to groundhogday.com. Any feedback or voice messages can be sent to podcast at countdown to groundhogday.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.